Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. A hidden gem, no more. Enjoy one of the top stay and play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you put it out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Bar with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by one of the top golfers in Manitoba, Braxton Kuntz. He's the first player in golf Manitoba history to win back-to-back junior and amateur titles, accomplishing the feat in 2021 and 2022. He played in his first professional tournament this past week at the Manitoba Open. All right, well, uh, glad to get this guy on. Uh, Another busy week uh, for this gentleman bringing him in. And uh, once again, we'd like to give a huge shout-out to Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 Three four four six. Uh, he's also a member at uh, St. Charles. So give him a call, ask him about tips, maybe ask him about financial tips as well as maybe some golf tips too. That's all. And playing nice. from the tips. And playing from the tips. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he actually has to take us out for a round, I think. Or actually, we, I guess, would have to take him out for a round from coming on and being a, a great partner of our show. Uh, also, he does. Uh, yeah, Braxton, uh, you and the family are going to get yourself an eight inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can check them out. DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. And uh, one final one as September is quickly approaching Oak Island Resort and Golf. They are a destination sponsor. And for September 2022, stay and play packages. You get 20% off. Just mention 18 over par. We got all the info in our pod notes, who to email, who to call, links. Everything is there for Bryce Matlashewski, a Nick and Nicky group of DQs, as well as Oak Island Resort and Golf. But uh, really why you're listening is for this gentleman here. We had the opportunity, both Mike and I, to play a Breezy Bend earlier this week as the Canadian Women's Mid-Am is going to be there, as well as the Senior Championship, which is a pretty darn exciting for Breezy. It is in fantastic condition. And 
Uh, I guess for you yourself, did you start out as a junior at Breezy Bend or how did you get into this game of golf? Well, I've been at Breezy, you know, as long as I can remember. I believe I've been there over 10 years now. So, you know, I've spent my whole junior career growing up there and I've seen so many changes, you know, come to the course over the time. And, you know, now with them hosting national championships, it's really cool to see how, how far everyone at Breezy Bend has has brought the course, you know, Corey Johnson, Chris Eames, all the work they've uh, they put into to bring the course along. It's, it's been amazing. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I started golf when I was really young, right around three years old. My dad put a plastic club in my hands and sent me out to the front yard to go swing it around. And I never put it down for, you know, the next 15, 16 years. So <laughs> it's, it's been something I've always loved. And yeah, I'm really excited to see where it can take me. Was he a big golfer as well? Or was there anyone else in your family that was a big golfer? My dad did start golfing later in his life. He was always a hockey player. Um, but, you know, once hockey kind of died down, he got older. Golf became something that he really loved. Um, before I was born, my, he would take my mom out quite often at Assiniboine. Um, so, you know, it's always been a part of our family. But he's a very, you know, average golfer. It's, I don't think, uh, you know, he's very athletic. But I don't think golf's where his talent lies. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <Yeah. laughs> you remember when you that. Do you remember when you first beat your dad at a game of golf? Ooh, we would play at Bridges when I was about four or five. And I would be playing from the red tees. He'd be playing the whites. And I think I got close to him a few times, but it wasn't until maybe I got seven or eight where I was trying to beat him. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's rough. Yeah. Well, with you being so young, I guess that wasn't too, too long ago, but uh, you, you bring up bridges, you bring up a Cinnaboy and like some of the, the golf courses here now are the, everything is in fantastic shape after all the wet weather we got earlier in the year. Um, and, uh, you know, seeing folks like yourself, you know, getting into the game at, at such a young age, did you get any lessons or was it just natural talent? Did your dad give you any pointers? Um, you know, my dad started to learn a lot more about the golf swing. I think that's something he really enjoys doing. He loves coaching. So he started, you know, doing his own research, starting to know the golf game a little more. And he's pretty much been my coach my my whole life since then. So I get, I'll get lessons a couple times a year just with Chris over at Breezy. But, but for the most part, yeah, it's my dad that's played a big role in that. You started competing at a fairly young age, at, you know, local tournaments, I'll call them. What time, or, and then what, how old were you when you started competing in MJT and those types of events? Uh, so my first golf tournament, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Tamarack up at Clear Lake. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we have a cabin yeah. up yeah. there. So, yeah. So I started playing my first time when I was five in that tournament. Um, and, and then MJTs are probably more when I was eight, nine, ten. Um, and I play with them, played in them all the way up until 18. So I've been involved with them quite a long time as well. Very nice. Yeah. I saw you won a, a 12 and under, uh, division at the Tamarack, I, I think is what I read. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I believe the first time I played in the 12 and under, I was, I was seven. That was like the first time I had some real strong competition or I thought it was strong competition <laughs> for my age, but yeah, yeah, I have a lot of memories at that golf tournament. Nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a wild one. That's like a week long match play event. I'm not sure if that is the case for the juniors as well, but uh, yeah, that's uh, quite the tournament. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, Mike having uh, a, a lady friend, his fiance who has a, 
I, I, should I, can I say fiance? Can I say lady friend? No, I'm pretty sure. You brought it up yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think so. I so. It's not a secret. <laughs> Shout out to Needham's wedding. <laughs> it was this past weekend, but uh, yeah, like even getting the, the chance to, to play that golf course, is that uh, a course that you played a lot then growing up seeing as your family had a, a place out there as well? It was. Yeah. I've always, you know, they had the, the yellow tees out there. It was like 3,500 yards. My dad would put me out there when I was, you know, seven or eight. And since then I worked all the way back to the tip. So it's a really fun course. I'm sure you, you guys have probably played it before. We have. Yes. I played it many yeah. times and JR has worked his way out there now. Uh, it's great. Yeah. yeah it's just a uh, different, different golf course. Something you don't really see in the city here with the elevation changes and it's just so beautiful. Exactly. It's, it's really unique. And that's what I enjoy about it. You know, finally getting to see some rolling hills and some, you know, some drivable par fours. It's, you can have a lot of fun out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drivable maybe for you, but for some of us other guys, maybe not. Well, actually touching on that point, <laughs> funny enough, we were talking uh, to Chris at Breezy and he mentioned uh, the Breezy Bend Club Championship. Uh, that was, uh, the, well, this past season's Breezy Bend Club Championship. You also have the horse race on Saturday night. And he mentioned, I guess you were a little bit too long off the tee there. You, you, you punched her over the green from, was it from the tips? The first hole? It was from the tips. Jeez. We had a helping wind, so oh, I can't okay. justify it that much. But, you know, when you got like 50 people watching you, you get a little bit extra juice on that swing. And I don't know, nobody could find it. So we just assumed it went over. <laughs> <laughs> Did you check the hole? <laughs> um, It was going right of the green. I don't okay. know, I have, but I don't know. <laughs> That's the first place I always look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sliced that one way right, but let's check the hole just in case. You never know what kind yeah. of bounce it might have got. <laughs> well, we got we had a lot of good bounces at uh, Breezy uh, uh, when we were there the other day. Yeah, it was it was so, fun. We got to play really? with yeah Jim Jim Bender of. From, I think he was like with the Winnipeg Sun. I think he was with the Free Praise. He was pretty much with every media company he was playing. Then Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet, he was out there and he can smash the ball as well. And uh, it was, yeah, it was really great time. Beautiful weather. The rain held off and then it got really, really hot. Um, but we, uh, we, we certainly, we, we had a great time. And like I said earlier, the course is in such great condition. And now, yeah, as you mentioned, hosting national mm-hmm. championships is a, a nice feather in the cap for all the hard work that Corey and the whole gang there at Breezy uh, have done. So we really appreciate them uh, them letting us out, both Mike and I, onto the uh, onto the course. But uh, coming back to you and, you know, junior golf, um, when was kind of, was there ever a period of time in your mind where you were kind of like, wow, I'm actually really good at this game? Um, You know, I don't think there's a certain moment. I think my dad, you know, once he saw me swing, even when I was really young, you know, like, three, four, he saw me hit the ball, you know, pretty good for my size. He's like, okay, we might have something here. And, you know, just the, the constant practicing, doing the same thing and just loving the game. That's, that's really the key of all of it. You know, if you, if you, if you're talented at something, but you really don't enjoy it, you, you can't take it as far as someone that just loves what they're doing, but even might be less talented. So just loving the game, working hard at it every day. And uh, yeah, it's, it's quite the process. Are you ever in contact? Well, I mean, Breezy's home of home of the champions. So I guess there's a lot of people to, to work off from and, and compete against. But do you try and pull stuff from them every time you go out to, to golf? Is it a competitive thing for you? Like you got the juices flowing or are you, you trying to learn any chance that you get? Or maybe it's a bit of both. You got the competitive juices and you're trying to learn at the same time. 
Yeah, I'd say it's a bit of both. You know, there's a lot of guys that like to play for money and, you know, I'd like to win some money so that I'll take it a little more serious. But, you know, <laughs> if we're just going out on a Saturday morning and having some fun, then no, I, I try and pull, uh, especially from some older guys, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, like Garth Collings, even just other guys like Justin McDonald, Eric Johnson, guys that have had, you know, a lot more experience than I've had and are very good players. I think it's good to learn from them. Um, and yeah, always keep an open mind. You won the the club championship there, Breezy. How old were you? You were you're fairly young, huh? Um, I think the first time I won it, I was yeah, I was sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. They, <laughs> those guys need to be taking some some tips from you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're good guys. They're fun to play with. Just kidding. No, well, even uh, even we should mention uh, Nick from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs. He is a member at uh, Breezy Bend, so uh, he he was mentioning that yeah, like you you are the, you are the talk of uh, of Breezy Bend and uh, just winning the you know the junior. I mean, you got to talk about history that you made this year, winning a junior title last year as well as the amateur title, and then you do it again this year. What what else is there for you to do now? <laughs> Hey, I mean, I'm in a pro event this week. It would be nice to you know, have a good finish there, see what I can do. There has been an amateur that's won it. You know, uh, Rob McMillan won it right. back a, a little while ago. So, I mean, I've, I've played with some guys today that were in the tournament. They're all, I mean, they're such good players. It's like every shot they hit, you know, it's going in the fairway. So I'm going to have to bring my best game, but it's, it's going to be really cool to compete in uh, my first pro event. And winning the, the amateur for the first time, I think that was in Nipawa. And I, I remember seeing that putt. We talked about it with uh, with Jordy on an earlier episode this year. And you just sort of hammered it home. Was that the mindset you were going into in Nipawa there on uh, on the final day? And you're like, I just got to get this in the hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. And it worked for the first 13 or 14 holes. And then, you know, coming down the stretch when it's, you know, you have a two-shot lead or I was up to a four-shot lead. And then it went to two. And then I hit out of bounds and I was zero. I was kind of more just hoping to get off the golf course at that point <laughs> so you know hey i it was a little bit of luck a little bit of good putting but i'm just glad that putt went in that's for sure yeah that was quite the putt for the listeners please look that up because i think that was going 30 miles an hour right at that flag stick and, <laughs> and it dropped but yeah that, been the, that was the great 2021 manitoba amateur tournament out in uh out in nipawa and yeah that was a a sight to be seen and then you know, fast forward to, to 2022 and you get the junior crown again at St. Charles and then playing the amateur at Elmhurst, you also get that. And you're also playing some Prairie Scratch Tour events in there as well, I believe, which uh, I guess was good as well. And then the, the Elmhurst Invitational. So you've had a lot of competitive golf this, this year and you think that's going to help you be at the Manitoba Open uh, and even uh, playing collegiately as well? I, I'd say definitely, you know, competitive golf is obviously different than just going out with your buds on a Saturday morning and, and having a couple of drinks. So staying sharp and, uh, you know, just getting in the, the mindset of, you know, focusing in, focusing on every shot and trying not to get too stressed out or angry is, uh, yeah, it's a little different, but I've had such a busy summer. I, I really have no excuses for my performance this week. So hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll do well. 
We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Well, Bryce, it's uh, it's great to uh, to have you on and to have a quick chat. My first question is, uh, what can an investment advisor like yourself from Endeavor Wealth uh, do for me, and how can that differ from my my current experience of trading with Wealthsimple, uh, just based on my the recent Twitter feeds. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me on, you guys. Yeah, d- discount brokers like Wealthsimple uh, certainly have their place, uh, but at the end of the day, you get what you you pay for. Uh, those platforms are very limited in what they offer, and they're more ideal for just basic trading. So if that's what you're looking to do, and it, it, it's really not a bad platform for that. But what we do at Endeavor, uh, we take a more holistic approach. Uh, we examine an individual's needs, uh, both short-term and long-term, and we go way beyond just investments. We look for tax opportunities, ensuring the decisions you are making today uh, minimize your overall tax that you might be paying. Uh, we also help our clients address estate and insurance needs. So really anything we can do to uh, assist in your overall wealth management approach. And going back to some of those discount brokers and, and, and things that you see on the internet, uh, a lot of times people don't realize the amount of intrinsic risk that they're taking on with with making some of those trades and so finding balance is is another key thing that we do for our clients at at endeavor that was bryce matlashewski who is an investment advisor with endeavor wealth management part of ia private wealth and a member of the canadian investor protection fund you can contact bryce at 204-515-3446 talking about all that golf did you uh did you spend kind of a prolonged time down in Louisiana there uh, and you get some extra golf in this winter and then you come back into this Manitoba season that didn't start until like late <laughs> May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably took advantage of that. Oh, big time. I mean, the last thing I thought when I came home on May 8th was that, Oh, I'm going to have to wait another week for the courses to open. Oh, like I, I couldn't believe that, but I mean, my dad kept sending me pictures over the winter of the snow, just like piling up more and more in the front road. And I'm just like, wow, that's, that's nice that I'm not at home. So, uh, I mean, Louisiana, you can't get much of a better climate for golf than that. I mean, sometimes, I mean, it gets so hot in the summers, but you can golf year round. And we had a range right on our campus that I use pretty much every day. So it was great for, you know, trying to bring my game to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I do want to get more into that, but first I want to ask about the, was it the 2022 uh, Canadian junior golf amateurs? That was, was that in, uh, that was in Kamloops yep. and uh, you won some money there. Is that correct? I or did. That... I made about 720 bucks. Oh, not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. That's <laughs> more than I've ever won mm-hmm. in golf. That's a lot of investment advice from Bryce Matlashewski right there. <laughs> but that must. What was that like? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jr. No, what was, was, it, yeah, what what, was it like? Yeah. What was it like? Like just getting to experience that on uh, on a national level, finish, you know, tied for fifth. And getting that kind of under your belt, knowing that, hey, you can hang with some of the, the best in the country. 
Yeah. So I haven't played in a national event uh, or at least Canadian junior since I was 14. So I hadn't really played alongside some of the other like best juniors in Canada. Um, but I think playing in the U S you know, going in some D one tournaments where all the guys can, you know, shoot under par and they're all great players. It gave me more confidence knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm not far off or I'm right there with a lot of these guys. So the line is so thin between, you know, really good amateurs and really good pros that it's only the little things. So, you know, I went in there with a little more confidence. I was hitting the ball really well. And I, and I did all week. Um, it was mainly just the putting, you know, like the putting in the mountains is a little different. I just found the greens a little hard to read, but really I can't complain with how I finished. I mean, it was, it was good golf. I had a great time. The weather was amazing and it was, it was a great experience. Did you take any advice from Derek Goodwin while you were out there? Or did you say, you know what, DG, I got it. I definitely did. After the uh, third round, I'm like, Derek, I can't make a putt. So he brought me over to the putting green, gave me like, you know, a 30 minute lesson, kind of got me to move my, my hips around a little bit, kind of lock my arms in a little more. And it gave me a little more of a consistent stroke. I wouldn't say I made more putts at the end of the day, but it's, it's definitely better technically. And, you know, it was, it was just one of those days, you know, putts just weren't going in. So. Was it a privilege for you? I mean, you mentioned having done it uh, before, but representing Manitoba uh, on the national level. Definitely. That's, it's always an honor to be able to, you know, represent your, your city, your province. So to go out there and, you know, try and finish up the leaderboard so people can say, Hey, Manitoba's got some pretty good golfers too. You know, that's, that's definitely an accomplishment. So I was glad that I could uh, represent my province. Well, to Mike's point there, we'll touch on collegiately in the, in the States. Do people ask you constantly where you are from? <laughs> no, they always ask me where I go to university. Oh. I've got that asked like a hundred thousand times. <laughs> like where you go to university? Oh, I go to a small D1 in Louisiana. You know, I kind of give them the same answer every time, but it's, it's nice. I'm glad people are interested. You know, I appreciate it. How did you end up at that, at that school? Was it, uh, you know, one on your list or did you just kind of put your name out there? We heard recruiting's a little bit different now than when Mike and I were, were youngsters where you would put in your VHS tapes or heard it through the grapevine. But now we've heard there's, you know, sites <laughs> you can just upload your stuff to and hopefully someone picks it out or, or were people coming, uh, coming to you or were you going to them? Yeah, I heard back in your guys' day, you used to like, you know, record your swing on a CD and like mail it to the university or something like that. But uh, it, carrier it is a pigeon. Lot yeah, it was a carrier <laughs> pigeon. You had to hire a carrier pigeon, put it on there, and get it down there. <laughs> so, yeah. A flip book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. So I was on a, like a recruiting website. It was called NCSA, Next College Student Athlete. So it was a really large platform. It pretty much did college recruiting for all college sports, all divisions, all levels. Um, so I'd upload my, you know, my profile, my name, my, uh, where I'm from, you know, my swing. And then I'd send out like emails to different coaches because pretty much all universities were on there. So it took a lot of time. I did it for probably two years and I probably sent out, you know, over 200 emails to different schools and I maybe only got, you know, 20, 30 replies and 10 offers at the end of the day. So it is quite a hard process, especially when you're from Canada and you're not playing in front of these coaches as much as someone from the U S. Um, but if you're determined enough, you can definitely make it happen. Well, you did, you, did you throw out any emails to, uh, did you throw out any emails to some, some big time schools or you say, well, let's give this one a shot and see if uh, Harvard gets back to me or something like that. <laughs> 
Well, I knew I wasn't smart enough to go to Harvard. That's for sure. Oh, that's um, not what we read. But, yeah, that's not what we saw. We saw your, <laughs> your grade point average was pretty darn good. <laughs> it is, but at Harvard, it's not a cakewalk. I don't know. But I tried to try Texas Tech right when I got on. You know, they're top 10 in the country, and the coach ended up following me. I mean, I never gave him a follow-up call or, you know, anything like that. But it was kind of cool to say I had, you know, Texas Tech following me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And then was a school in itself, um, you know, something you were looking for? Obviously, there we, you know, the U.S. has a, you know, there's University of Minnesota and all these other schools. Was it something you were looking for to be able to golf year round? Yeah, I was, I was definitely t- kind of targeting schools around like the Tennessee line and lower, you know, places where I can still play in the winter because that's when I'm going to be at university. So, you know, to find a place in Louisiana, you're going to have, golf year round it's never going to snow it's never going to get real cold like the coldest it got there was maybe eight or nine degrees celsius so um that was definitely a factor into my decision um and yeah i think that's a large reason why i decided to go there interesting uh i i had searched uh thibodeau louisiana on um uh what's that What's that website, that travel website called? Google, TripAdvisor, uh, Travelocity. TripAdvisor, I don't know why that (laughs) that one spaced out. But the first picture, there was snow. There was snow in 2017, in December 2017, it snowed in Thibodeau, Uh, Louisiana. Very interesting. You proved me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that has never happened before. But uh, definitely... It hasn't happened since then. Heck, when it snows down there, everyone like loses their mind. They think like an apocalypse is coming. It's pretty funny, actually. Well, yeah. Well, but- I remember, and funny you mentioned that when I was in Orlando, it was oh, it was a it was a few years ago, maybe more than a few years ago. But uh, we were chatting with uh, with one of the folks who was down there. And they're like, oh, where are you from? We got on that whole conversation and we kind of mentioned, oh, yeah, you know, it's snow for six months. So he's like, snow? I've never seen snow before. And to us, it's like, like what? <laughs> How could you have never seen snow? So yeah, totally, total foreign concept to them, except maybe there uh, in 2017 in Louisiana. I was, uh, I was looking at the uh, the golf team roster of uh, Nichols State University. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys got three from France, one from Trinidad and Tobago, the Canary Islands from Spain, and a few local Louisianians, uh, quite an eclectic team there. How is it, you know, playing with those guys? Curious if you speak French, and I wonder if, because Louisiana has such like a French history Mm -hmm. to it, if that's why the the French guys are there. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say French guys, maybe the guys from France. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can say French guys. That's what we always call them, the French guys. But... I don't know. It's, it's weird. You know, like our coach got guys from everywhere except the U S it seemed at least before our last season, he had one player from the U S and, you know, eight guys from international, but um, it, it's a big melting pot, you know, like we all get along really well. I, we have good team dynamics, which is a, a big part of it because we're all from such different cultures. Um, but yeah, it seems like we had a player from France, their first guy from France, like five years ago, our coach recruited him. He ended up being, I believe, like conference freshman of the year. So then his next three recruits were all from France. So it kind of seems like he follows this pattern, like he'll find a good player from one country, and then all of a sudden his whole roster is filled with guys from the same country. But hey, I mean. That's good. Yeah. 
good to uh, make some contacts in different countries and you can always go visit them on the off season, go to the Canary islands. That could be a good trip. Yeah. No kidding. Well, that's a nice shout out uh, to all the, the youngins coming up here in Gulf Manitoba. Now with uh, you being on the team down there, maybe Canada is going to be the recruiting angle from now on. Maybe. Right. I hope so. <laughs> There's a lot of good players up here. Um, I was looking also, they got the, the Nichols golf complex down there. Um, you guys got a pretty good setup down there with practice facility. Yeah, I've been, I'm really impressed. Um, you know, for a school like us, if I've looked at all the other schools in our conference and kind of what they have to offer versus Nichols, uh, you know, I'm really fortunate to be where I am to have a, like a full range on campus that we can pretty much use year round. And our coach actually just installed a new putting green outside, I believe uh, a few weeks ago. So I have, you know, everything I need to, to get better. Yeah. Did he install it himself? Cause that would be impressive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's a handy guy but yeah. i don't think he's that that handy <laughs> i, I want to mention too because we, we had jake armstrong on he had a, a huge i guess could you call it a cabinet i don't even know what you call it of trophies and awards such. yeah the trophy cabinet yeah yeah. The, yeah the trophy cabinet and you yourself is that is that you over your your right shoulder behind there and then is that all the plaques on the wall to the left Oh, over there. Yeah. So I got like a little, like two shelf set up with kind of my MJT wins. I got a Tamarack trophy up there, a little bit of stuff. And then I don't know, my dad just showed up one day with this picture of me and the Am trophy and kind of just stuck it in my room and I just kind of <laughs> left it there. But <laughs> I don't know. It feels a little weird to have a picture of me beside my bed sometimes. But <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a... <laughs> well, Hopefully I don't seem too self-conceited. <laughs> no, that's all right. Jake had a bunch of, he had a bunch of trophies just sitting there and it was like, yeah, that's uh you can tell he's a good golfer. And I guess you had some battles with him too back in the day. I did. At Elmhurst, what was it, three years ago in the Manitoba Junior? They had two rounds at Pine Ridge, two rounds at Elmhurst. And he got me. He got me in the last nine holes at Elmy. He went four under, which was incredible. It was like pouring rain, windy. He made every putt. I mean, there was nothing I could do. I was obviously disappointed, but I loved the guy. So I, you know, I still congratulated him, but that was, that was a heck of a battle. Definitely one of the best ones I've had. And I guess you wouldn't really have too much comparison, but even just thinking back, there was kind of a golden age of golfers, and we had a few of them on with like Zach Thompson, um, although he got a lot better a little bit later in life. But Brad Curtin, you had Robbie McMillan, Justin McDonald too at the at the same time. Like all these guys were just firing on all all cylinders, and now it kind of seems like with yourself, Jake Armstrong, that golf Manitoba is pumping out some some solid contenders once again. Is that kind of what you're seeing with the the group that you play with regularly or around regularly competing against? Yeah, I would totally agree. I think there's guys, you know, under 21, you include, if you include guys like, you know, Ryan McMillan, Marco, Jake, Neil Sony, there's a lot of good players, even younger than me, guys that I played with in the junior that, you know, they're 15, 16, 17, but they're getting a lot better. And that's what it's about, you know, like continuing to improve every year and not leveling off. So I think there is a lot of good talent coming up and I'm excited to see what, uh, what kind of players we'll have in a few years here. Do you think the COVID years helped? It just seemed like a bunch of 15, 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds were getting into the game or at least 
playing it every single day and it just seemed like they're it really took off and all of a sudden now we got a bunch of amazing junior golfers I wouldn't say that I could contribute to it for sure. I mean, we had a record number of rounds during COVID year, right? Like mm-hmm. golf just kind of shot off the charts. So I think it's been great for the game and, you know, guys have started golfing, maybe even realizing they have some, you know, some talent with it and they're, you know, starting to like it. And that's what it's all about. Just getting more people into the game and seeing where it can take them. For you, was there any point when you started winning some of these tournaments or maybe you were just so young, you're like, oh, well, this is kind of what I do. Um, but do you get any of those those butterflies coming down, you know, the last nine or the last hole when you're either in contention or, or in the lead? Or have you just been there so much where you're kind of like, eh, it's just normal for me? I don't think I'm there yet. I still get pretty nervous. That's for sure. I think I'm getting better at handling it. Like there was a period like two years ago. I would like choke every time I'd be like tied or one down with a few holes left and it would, I'd get in my own head. Right. But once you're in the, in that mindset more and more and you become more used to the pressure, I think that's a big part of uh, getting more comfortable winning golf tournaments. So I think the, you know, the more I'm in that, that position of pressure, the more I'll be able to handle it better. And you're also a mainstay in Monday putter as well. So coming up, did you play on, the junior, like the golf Manitoba junior Monday putter team, or did you play with breezy? I was with breezy this year. I still could have played with the juniors, but I wasn't able to be part of like the junior program since I was away at university. Mm. So I was able to play on breezy's team. And before that, did you play on the, the golf Manitoba junior team? Yeah. Yeah. I was on it for probably three or four years. Yeah. What is that experience like going up against, you know, people who may be, two times or close to three times your age complain playing competitively against those guys. It was kind of my first, you know, taste of playing against adults and, you know, kind of looking up and seeing what they can do better and like, Oh, they hit so far. And like, they do everything so good. It kind of seemed to me, but um, again, like, you know, the more you play with them, the more you feel comfortable and the more confidence you have. So I think that was a good uh, step into playing, you know, with adults. And now that I'm at the point where I do it really often, I'm, you know, a lot more comfortable with it. It sounds like all the, the, uh, the adults are saying that the youngins are bombing them so far now. <laughs> so it's, it's the other way around. I think the tables have turned. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> what, uh, oh, uh, this is a kind of an off topic question, but um, how old, what is the maximum age you can be to compete in like the junior events? This would have been your oh. last year, I guess. Yeah. So I'm lucky because I have a late birthday, but usually it's, you have to be 18 or your 19th birthday can't be until after the tournament. So since my birthday is in November, I'm still able to play in a lot of these junior tournaments. So I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I can't compete, JR. I can't compete no. in the junior <laughs> events anymore. <laughs> we would yeah, we, we would get throttled. <laughs> we wouldn't, we so. wouldn't even be close. <laughs> Junior, we probably even the 12 division, the 12 and under division, we wouldn't even be close. Wouldn't even have a sniff. <laughs> That's very oh, come on, you be playing red. <laughs> even then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you have any more Louisiana well, questions there, Mike? Because you are, well, you love we'll that get, Google we'll machine. We'll get into that. You will? Okay. I do love the Google machine. But uh, 
maybe we, we swap back over, like talking mm-hmm. about pressure yeah. uh, to Manitoba open. Cause I'm, I, you know, I don't know the other events uh, as far as spectators wise, but I would guess uh, Manitoba open can, could pull a good uh, size spectatorship. Uh, maybe the biggest you've played in. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so for sure. And a lot of rowdy, the rowdy people in the in the sponsor <laughs> tents there beside uh, the 18th. So what I didn't what I didn't realize. So talking to to Steeper uh, for the Manitoba Open is they actually flip the nines at Southwood. So the back mm-hmm. nine is the front nine, and uh, the tournament the 18th hole is actually the ninth hole. So everyone can kind of see it there outside mm-hmm. the front, and there's a front patio, and that's where all the tents are. And yeah, it's a really a really nice scene. So I guess maybe that's that's why they do it. Um, but have you played Southwood a lot or is this like one of the few times that you're going to get to play it? This will probably be, it will be the first time I've played it in tournament. That's for sure. I've always wished that they'd have a couple more tournaments there, uh, just because it is such a nice course and I enjoy playing it. Um, but you know, the only times I'd really play it would be in Monday putter. And, you know, occasionally when, uh, back when I think Jake Armstrong was a member, I went out with him a couple times. So I've probably played it six or seven times before you know, enough to get a good feel for it and feel more confident there. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's, it is in beautiful shape right now. So it'll be a lot of fun. And we did mention, uh, you know, representing Manitoba and there is only one other Manitoban in the field. And that would be Colwyn Abgirl, who we had on the show last season, uh, Mr. Golf Tech. And I saw him out there practicing uh, quite a bit and he went to the Monday qualifier, ends up qualifying. I believe it was a 67 that he qualified with so yeah yeah he gets to to play some tournament golf and then yourself get to play some tournament golf so for you is the mindset the same as this is just any other tournament or you kind of just like you know i'm just going to focus shot by shot yeah just keeping the same mindset's a big one because it's going to be a little different with all the people watching all the noise and you know playing with real professionals who you know do this for a living so it'll be a different caliber of competition as well so just kind of trying to stay in my own game focusing on, you know, I'm playing the golf course. I'm not playing against them. So I think that'll be a, a big part, but I'm hoping I'll be able to settle in and post a couple good scores. Do you kind of have an idea of the the numbers that are going to be out there or are you just trying to play the, you know, the hole as it is like you're just competing against, I guess yourself really. Um, you know, I think some guys could go pretty low the way it's, it's just been so calm the past couple of days and the elements are really what makes Southwood difficult. So I'm sure it won't stay calm all four days because it's Manitoba. We always get wind, <laughs> but, um, if it does remain pretty calm, I can see some guys going pretty low. Yeah. But again, there's nothing that I can control within that. So as long as I can focus on my myself and try and do the best, that's all I can really ask for. Who do you, uh, who do you got on the bag? I got the, I got the girlfriend for the first round. I'm hoping that's a good decision. And then the second day I got uh, a breezy member and I, he'll be coming back if I make the weekend as well. So I got Peter Moore out on the bag. So he'll be, uh, nice. he'll be fun to play with. Pete Moore. We've got him on. <laughs> Pete and he caddied Moore. for somebody Caddy else. I thought, I thought he caddied for somebody, uh, at a, maybe is that a Manitoba am. Or maybe it was an it was an open or a players cup or something, but interesting. I wouldn't be surprised. He gets around, yeah. <laughs> he gets around. <laughs> I was I was listening to your your interview today with Golf Manitoba, and you must have been. First of all, side note: you must have you must have been interviewed by Munzee at least 
50 times. Uh, so uh, like not just today, but over the last two years, it seems like, cause I listened to them all today. Um, but in, in your interview today, uh, you said you got a free haircut. Was that at the course or somewhere it else? That's steeper. Give yeah, me they had two barbers right on the back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it. They had uh, they had two barbers on the back patio. Really? So I just walked through the dining hall and I'm like, Oh, there we go. Free haircut. Why not? That's awesome. <laughs> that's Jeez, the I, perks that's, of being yeah. a pro. I wish I should. I should amazing. Went down they, there. I could get a, <laughs> I could get free massage too. Free really? Buffets. Man, it's amazing actually. Yeah. Wow. It's like free everything over there. What a life. Yeah. What so a we, life. We I got a haircut. Uh, I got a haircut in Minneapolis airport one time, but it wasn't free, but I uh, just had a, <laughs> had a long layover. I had to kill anyways. That is nothing related to this. Well, I got, two notes on, I got two notes on that. One being that we are uh, recording this before the, the Manitoba open starts and drops. So it's uh, coming up the weekend of, I think it's finishing on the 21st. So by the time this episode drops, uh, you might've already won. Um, or at least one best looking with that new haircut. Uh, but Mike did get a haircut for a wedding uh, this past weekend. And we were mentioning it on the course yesterday uh, at Breezy mm. because since his hair was a bit longer, but he got the tan going. So there's this, this big clump because mm. it's really short now where it's just all white. So you can, yeah, you kind of see it there. Yeah. I mean, we can't. Oh, see man. He's got a mean tan yeah. line. There. Oh, yeah. They've, they've faded it real tight. Shout out to Bless at the Loving Barber. He's a golfer in his, himself, uh, golfs every day. But uh, yeah, so I was getting some, some, uh, some guff from the buddies about my tan lines on the back of my head because I had a, maybe I had a mullet before. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> longer than you thought, but it's kind of cool to see the amenities. I didn't realize that. I knew talking to to Steeper, who is the the head pro at Southwood, he kind of mentioned, yeah, like the PGA Tour Canada. They kind of come in and they they take over the course. And I didn't realize, yeah, you get buffet, you get a massage, you I mean you get a haircut, obviously too. I mean that's pretty. That must be pretty nice to kind of say, hey. This is this is a decent lifestyle. Is that uh, what you're going in with? You're kind of be like, hey, I wouldn't mind being a pro one day either. Oh, definitely. It was it was great. Um, but you know, talking to some other guys, some other tournaments they played in weren't quite the same. So oh, that's okay. why I think they were really looking forward to this tournament because you know they've been treated so well at it. So um, I guess it does vary from tournament to tournament. Um, but in general, I'd say that they are treated pretty well. I mean, they're the ones that bring that are bringing the fans out and, and generating the revenue for them as well. So you know, you got to treat them good. And th- and they are, are you going to yeah. be thinking yeah. anything, teeing it up on the, on the first tee come Thursday? Or are you just gonna be like, I just uh, want to hit this in the fairway. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Just don't hit it in the fescue. <laughs> or just don't look dumb. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> good plan. <laughs> My plan yeah, is, is it, there's, there's bunkers on the left there, right? On uh, yeah. hole 10. Just I usually just try and bomb it over those. But again, I'm playing 50 yards up from where you are or more. How that's an interesting question. And JR, you might know this because you're always playing from the, the tips. So how far like from the I guess I could look at a scorecard and show me the full course yardage. But like if I'm teeing up from like a combo blue or whites at Southwood, how far back are those black tips? I think it's seventy three hundred yards, somewhere around there. Is how long the course we play. Right. So that's a, that's I'll do, a I'll do the math. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Breezy is pretty long too. You must be playing from the tips at, at Breezy. I think that's one of the longer courses too in, in Manitoba. How far is Breezy from the tips? I believe it's it's right around 6,800 right now. It might get a little longer just because they're putting in a couple new tee boxes, but we'll mm, see. Right. Yeah, it is a, it's a good length though. That was a good question though, Mike, and I'm glad that I knew the answer to that. <laughs> well, you're the one always playing the tips. That's that's for... true. Yeah, I like the I like the added challenge. Mm-hmm. But and and it is fun, especially at Southwood with those fair, lots of fairway bunkers. And you know, if you're not playing to you know, if you're playing from too far up and you're just hitting it over those bunkers, then you're not really getting the full experience of Southwood. I'd say. But anyways, I've learned how to now hit out of a fairway bunker because of Southwood. Um, but, um, and then I guess, you, did you have any, you had some interaction with Shifley today. Did you give him any tips or did he try and push any tips on you? I wouldn't say we gave each other any tips, but you know, it was <laughs> nice to meet him. He shook my hand and talked with me a little bit. He's a really, he's a really nice guy. I asked him how it was playing with uh, Justin McDonald a few years ago. He said that was fun. <laughs> so, you know, Jim Max always fun to play with. Um, so he gave me a few stories about that. And, yeah, just, just told me to enjoy the week. That's good. And isn't Shifley, he's a membership at Southwood, isn't he, JR? That I, that I, yeah, that I, that I don't know. So thanks for that, Mike. He is. Oh, he, yeah. oh, he is? Oh, there you go. See, Braxton knows. He, he Which, is. Yeah, Braxton should be hosting well, and, the show, not us. <laughs> well, you're, Jr. picked up a membership at Southwood to mid-year, so he should he should read up on. You should just look up every member and then uh, call them. I will. Uh, I'll just put them in my buddy group because you can actually do that for tea times. You can manage your buddies. So right now, my only buddy is Colwyn. Oh. So maybe I will. Oh, yeah. good idea. Oh, I'm going to do that I, right now. I follow Shifley on uh, Golf Canada. He doesn't follow me back, but I see what he's shooting. I, I can't see where he's playing. I don't know if that's creepy or not, but I mean, he's a, he's a, uh, he's a celebrity. It's like me following him on Instagram, but except I know his golf score. <laughs> that's Anyways. all you got to do. Get in his DMS and just keep on every time he enters a score on the golf Canada app, just send him that number in the DMS. Yeah. Great shot. Great. Great game. Yeah. One low today. <laughs> Anyways. Still that. <laughs> Anything I mean, more? Yeah, I was going to say it must, it's going to be a, a, a fabulous, a fabulous time um, for you. It's going to be a, a great experience and we wish you nothing but the best uh, at it. And really for the, for the rest of uh, your career, wherever it, uh, wherever it may take you. And for, for us, is there anything? Cause Mike and I were both, my handicap keeps on going up. I'm at a 16 right now. I know, Mike, what are you at now? You at a 17.8, 17.8. So rounding up to an 18. So 18 over par, which is perfect because that is the show after all 18 over par. Is there anything for guys like us that you would recommend us do or try to just get better at this game? Because Mike and I, we both love it. And sometimes it can be really, really frustrating. So we, we always ask anytime we have someone who's really, really good at golf on this podcast, how can we make ourselves better? All right. Hmm. I'm not much of a coach, but how often, how often do you guys practice? Now I'm practicing more than I ever have. I know Mike is allergic to the range. Yes. 
Yes, yes, uh, yes. But I unfortunately, three times a week for me. Three times a week. Yeah, and I know I don't practice enough, but uh, I only have so much time for golf. So when I can get the opportunity, I usually just play. Um, But uh, yeah, I'll start practicing. You're not the first person to tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because. It, it's so important. And like mainly, I think the thing that would help the most would be p- practicing putting. I mean, I don't know how good you guys are as putters. Maybe you're really good. Not good. But that, it can I got the so apps and the data. Not good. <laughs> Let's bring it up right now. You keep talking about putting and I'll tell you. I'll yeah. tell you how bad I, started, I am at it. I, I started keeping uh, my uh, my putts this year. And it, it wasn't too many three putts, but there's not a lot of one putts. And, and there's a lot of... There's a lot of shots I'm missing from within 10 feet. JR, you got a dab, some I'm the data? Same. I got us? some data, so you can kind of see it there, but I'll, I'll explain it. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see that on uh, on the camera there. I'm just talking to Braxton and Mike now because obviously people listening to the pod can't really see it. But based on this, so I am comparing myself to a nine handicapper, and my putting game is losing me about four strokes per game compared to a, a nine handicap. So that kind of shows you where what it's all about. And then the putting by length, so I found out where I'm really, really screwing up is from three to 10 feet. That's where I'm losing the majority of my strokes, from three to 10 feet. And I, yeah, I mean, I try, like my three putts, I, I average 4.2 three putts per round, which just isn't good. And when you're thinking oh, of, wow. you know, you have a lot of these putts between three to 10 feet, you can't be three checking from there and hopefully at least get one of those suckers in. So yeah. What do you do to avoid the three putt? Just work, just work on pace. Really? Mm. I mean, if you have perfect pace, it makes the hole so much bigger, right? Cause instead of lipping out, it's going to lip in. And as long as you have good pace, even if you have 50 feet for far or 50 feet for birdie, you know, if you know, you're going to two putt, you're going to save yourself a shot right there. So I think starting with good pace and then matching the line afterwards is really important. Hmm. That's interesting. I like that one. Never thought of that. See, maybe you're a better teacher than you thought. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, heading into this weekend, I had uh, one, uh, one other question as well of what clubs do you have in the bag? What are you playing? Okay. So I got, uh, I'm pretty much a full tailor-made set. So I got tailor-made wedges, uh, P760 irons, <laughs> And then I got a SIM UDI two iron, which I've always had in the bag. And then I've broken my three wood a couple weeks ago. So I wasn't able to get a new three wood. So I've gone to a five wood, which I've dialed down a couple degrees and I actually really like it. So I think I'm going to stick with that. Mm. So I've got two iron, five wood, and then my stealth driver, which is also uh, has been going pretty well so far. I don't know if you guys have hit it before, but but I like it. Yes, I did have the, uh, the chance to hit it at golf tech and i believe mike you can correct me if i'm wrong dq nick he got a bunch of stealth irons i don't know if he got the stealth driver though he did i think he wasn't gonna and then he he went the the full way just got all stealthed out can't even hear him walking up behind me now <laughs> but uh yeah we had ej on uh earlier this year and uh, yeah, he it was very interesting to, to hear all the technology that TaylorMade is is putting into these things. It's it's amazing how it can get better from, you know, last year. You know, like how does it how does it just keep getting better? But have you noticed with the technology that you are hitting it further? 
Um, I wouldn't, I would say it's definitely going a little further than my last driver. Um, but I'd say it's going a little straighter. And that was the big thing with me is I need a little more forgiveness. I've never really struggled with distance, but just being able to hit it straighter is something that I need to work on. So I definitely feel more confident that my ball is going more where it needs to go now. Um, so I try not to focus too much on distance. Hmm. I will keep mm. that in mind because I am in the same boat. <laughs> you are obviously a much better golfer than I am, but uh, Mike got to see the full array of my talents displayed at Breezy uh, earlier this week. <laughs> oh, and and Jr. Good bounces though. Well, that's yes, true. That's yeah. What, yeah, that that paid off. It was the good bounces. You got a lot of good bounces. Yeah. like things just like they were in in the woods by thirty feet, and then they just. They're there. right out yeah. the, and they had a the little fairway. Had windows I, or a big window and yeah or else yeah we'd be in the trees <laughs> and it's like oh that one's gone and then clank no oh it's in the fairway perfect <laughs> maybe Corey johnson was just following us around the <laughs> the course and he was yeah Corey he was, was in, in the, the woods <laughs> yeah he wants everyone to have a great experience there so yeah that's, that's right. just th- throwing out golf balls <laughs> those are all the questions he gave that us i had on sleeve. that one though mike he gave us yeah <laughs> He gave us a sleeve of specific golf balls first, but, uh, um, oh, I was just going to bring up curling. Are you, you're, I I heard you're a curler. I was, I guess I'm technically retired now, but I did play for quite a long time. And you had some, some success. I read and maybe more success than just this, but 2019 Canadian under 18 curling championship. So that's a, that's a nice national title. Yeah, thank you. I have a lot of good memories from curling. Uh, you know, I still play with, uh, or I used to, I was on the team with Jordan McDonald, who's also a member of Breezy. So he was always the skip. I was the second. And, you know, I'd golf from May to September and then all winter would be curling. And it was probably honestly busier than golf, just with all the bond spills we went in. And it was, it was nice to have some success and he's, he's still going at it. So I still try and follow him a little bit, even when I'm, uh, you know, away in the winters. Yeah, I guess uh, not a lot of ice here in the summer, and I'm sure there's no sheets down in Louisiana. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, well, maybe some shuffleboard. Yeah, I was going to say shuffleboard, or if uh, your coach there starts recruiting a bunch of Canadians, maybe they'll have to build a rink or something like that. That's right. Yeah, we'll have to add a golf team to our university, maybe. Or, uh, I mean, a curling team. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> That would be awesome. You'd be like the Jamaican bobsled yeah. team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> NCAA curling champions. Yeah. I guess there probably yeah, are some. Yeah, because we'd be the only team. That's right, yeah. yeah. But I think there are some, maybe there are some NCAA curling teams up north. We'll have to look into that one. Yeah, our 18 over par uh, fact go. finders can maybe... Uh, Maybe find that yeah. for us. Like Al McLean, I know Al McLean, he'll be able to search that up for us. Our, our past guest, Al McLean, big into curling as well. Big into curling. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Yes. Mike, is, was that it? Was that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I got some maybe some more Louisiana stuff I might get into uh, in, the, in the back nine. Here. Okay. Well, but, if uh, uh, yeah. you're ready, then let's get into the back nine lightning round. And it is for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 Four four six. So Braxton, we got a not so rapid fire allotment of nine-ish questions, and uh, you can feel free to elaborate 
uh, on any of them because we always say the lightning round isn't really very lightning. It's more of a slow rumble. It's a slow burn. So feel free to elaborate on any answer that you want. Yeah. Correct. And I don't think Munzee asked you any of these ones. No, he wouldn't have. Although on the Munzee point, everyone was like, we got invited to this media day at Breezy Bend for the women's Mm -hmm. mid-am, like the Canadian women's mid-am and senior championship. But he didn't show up. He wasn't even there. We were expecting (laughs) to go out and play Breezy with Munzee. Where was he? (laughs) I think he was at the Southwood Monday qualifier. Yeah, yeah, he was a little bit more important uh, than uh, us media guys, apparently. I don't think so, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, any, for, for shout out to anyone playing breezy on Monday afternoon, uh, why the course was so backed up. It was because me, Jr, Jim Bender and Sean Reynolds were uh, backing up the course. You're welcome. We let at least three groups through, but, uh, we had fun. We certainly did. All right, Braxton back nine. You got a nickname, you BK or curtsy or, any nicknames? Uh, I guess BK is one of them. Brax, there's a couple of them. Usually I just go by Braxton, though. That's a pretty good name in itself. We, me and uh, <laughs> Jordan have to stretch for some nicknames to make it make, make our names sound cooler. It is true, yes. But, uh, well, first one here. Have you ever got a hole in one? Nope, never. Never. No. I'm sure one's coming soon. Well, well, I've I've thought I thought so for a long time, but they always just miss just by a little bit. I'm sure. I don't know. Have you guys? No, no, no. <laughs> so, no. None of us. Wow, that's disappointing. Yeah. Anticlimactic <laughs> <Yeah>. question. <laughs> yeah, let's just end the episode here. Yeah. Let's shut her down. And, wow. and Jr., what was Rhonda Orr's? Uh, what was it, her quote? Oh yeah, Rhonda, she uh, I'd rather have uh, more titles than hole in ones or something like that. Like, because she doesn't have a hole in one either, I think. But she's got a million titles. So, so there you go. By that, you can put put that on your wall. <laughs> yeah, but I feel um, better now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your preferred golf ball brand or model? I've mainly, well, in the States, I use Strixon because that was our, our school sponsor. So I got free Z-Stars. Um, and then since I've got back, I've gone back to using TaylorMade. So I, Eric gives me some uh, pretty good deals with balls. So I've been using those since I got back, and they're they're great. I like them. Very nice. I heard you like the picks, the TP5 picks. I do. You were using those? Yeah, that's actually the – I've never used that ball until I played the 2021 AM. And I, I mean, I played great. So I started using those quite a bit and I haven't, I haven't gotten any or too many of them since, but I like the designs on them. They're pretty cool. Well, well, next time you, you, uh, play breezy, just look in the woods. Cause I left about six of them out there. Yeah. EJ was nice enough to uh, loan the boys here. Uh, Mike and I, uh, some TP five picks and they are gone. Yeah. That's why he said he loaned them. So he, he has to go find them. Uh, (laughs) um, This one, you might have a a biased answer for, but uh, what would be your favorite course to play in Manitoba? Hmm. You know, I'll have to go with Crew Lake probably just because I don't, I mean, Breezy would definitely be up there. I play it so much and I play with some great guys out there, but just for pure enjoyment, I think because Clear Lake's so unique, that's mm. probably my best course to play. I like it. 
Good answer. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Great answer. Great answer. Um, you got a bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played and you'd love to get up to. So surprisingly, I've, I've never played Granite Hills and I've heard so many good things about it. All my friends have played it, but I've never made it out there. So that's definitely what I'm going to have to get to in the next couple of years. You have to do that and make yeah. a detour to the other side of the province and play Oak Island. Right out there and have some fun. Yes, there. I have played there before. You mm-hmm. have. I have, yeah. The great Very course. Nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Fun. Very fun course. And we got yeah. Des we got Des coming on in a in a few weeks here, JR from Oak Island. So that would be a great chat about Oak Island. Yeah, he's the director of golf out there, and I believe he used to be the superintendent as well. So we got a lot of chat oh, and a really wow. good baseball player oh. apparently too. So we'll have a, a good chat uh, with him. And yeah, don't forget, check out our pod show notes, Oak Island Resort and Golf. Uh, you get 20% off their stay and play packages. Just mention 18 over par and you can check them out. OakIslandMB.ca. Plug, plug. Love them out there. This one is, this, uh, this question is not on my back nine, but what about Poplar Ridge, Braxton? You ever get out to there? I do. I've played there quite a few times as well. That's that's always a fun course to play. I like that. Uh, what is it, the second hole straight down the hill? Yes, that is fun. Yeah, that's always a good one. I always try and yeah. bomb one down there, but they, they got a few neat holes out there as well. I always try and play there almost as much as I play Clear Lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poplar beats me up more than Clear, uh, Clear Lake does, but I'm sure you manage well at both. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a challenge. We got to give a shout out to Pat Law from Minidosa because oh, yes. um, I ran into him uh, randomly. I was out there a few weekends ago. Didn't play the course, but I saw saw him, and they're all they're all open for business now. They've had a rough summer with all the rain and stuff. Do you ever get out to Minidosa? Minidosa is another really great one. Um, they had well, yeah, they had the Am there three years ago. I played a couple rounds out there. Um, I heard, was it there? Uh, what was it? No, not the am. Sorry. Sorry. Not the am, but yes, I have played out there quite a few times. I've played, yes. I think I played one tournament out there. Um, okay. but Minidosa is another good one, like, you know, kind of in the rolling Hills again mm-hmm. and something that's unique compared to a lot of courses in the rest of the province. Yeah. Yeah. It's so different out there. We got to take a, our DQ freezer truck trip right. out there and do a whole, whole tour of uh, West Manitoba, but uh, so many great courses in the province. Um, and so anywhere I'm sure you've been across, you know, Canada and North America and maybe the world, what would be the most memorable course that you've ever played? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say where our conference championship was this year, it's called Stonebridge Ranch. It's in just outside of Dallas. It was probably memorable for all the wrong reasons because I couldn't break 80 there. So it was, it was one heck of a golf course. It was a Pete Dye design. So it was very difficult, but in amazing shape, really cool design. And it was so fun to play there. Nice. We'll have to add that art to our, uh, to our list. Mm -hmm. They probably won't let us in there, but uh. <laughs> we'll bring Bryce Malachewski. Then we'll also bring Nick and Nikki in the DQ freezer truck and they'll let us on. I'm sure of it. They will. Oh yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and Braxton. We'll bring Braxton. Right, yeah, we'll just help. show we'll show up at uh, Nichols State there and uh, walk on. Yeah, and maybe, we'll, we'll say we're from we're we'll say we're from uh, we're the new recruits from France. <laughs> Yeah. You have to work um, on the accent a little bit. <laughs> JR probably knows some French. Me, uh, I think I know more Spanish than French. So maybe I can be from, uh, from Canary Islands there. But Your Scottish um, is perfect, I will say. That Scottish is right on there, Mike. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Not even going to try. But uh, next one here. Uh, what course would be uh, number one on your your bucket list anywhere in the world? I'm sure you've heard this answer a lot, but Augusta National, it's got to be. Mm-hmm. There's no other course mm-hmm. like it, no other course that has the same sort of prestige. So that would be once in a lifetime opportunity. We'll take that. You got a 1B? 1A, 1B? 1B? Ooh. Um, I'll go with uh, Pebble Beach probably. That's another super cool course. I mean, it is possible for me to play there too. I mean, for mm-hmm. 700 bucks, but hey, you never know. Maybe I'll make a trip out there. Well, take the $700 you won from that junior Canadian junior tournament and just <laughs> put it on the uh, the green fees for Pebble Beach. But, uh, it's not a bad idea. You guys want to pay for my flight? <laughs> well, you know what? With compound interest, talk to Brace Malachewski, you invest that, and hey, who knows? You might came out, come Dude, out a winner. But if you go, yeah. if you go, yeah. I got to go back there and play because I went there. I got to play Spyglass. Um, didn't get to play Pebble. Oh wow! But uh, I still got to see see the clock and walked out to the first hole in the 18th there at Pebble, and uh, it was great. Pebble, they punched their greens that day, isn't that right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they punched their oh, greens. No. But um, regardless, like Spyglass was. It was it was beautiful as as well as you can imagine just the resort there and nineteen mile drive or whatever it is and it was yeah it was a blast so if you do get to make it down there do it and if you go to Augusta if you somehow get in there bring us too I know we'll probably be last on yeah. your list but now you can at least try <laughs> no no you're up a few spots now okay yes <laughs> <laughs> you play there any schools that you play in Georgia or the what I guess what. I was kind of looking at the uh, conference today, but I, I didn't, I didn't look at it that closely. Yeah. So actually Augusta university is in our conference. They just transferred in for the last season. Um, and I don't know if this is a hundred percent correct, but if I am right, they get to play Augusta once or twice every year, wow. which would be pretty cool. Yeah. So that's a heck of a bonus for going there, but yeah, they were they were a very good team. I think they came second in our second in the conference. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's pretty cool. That's a uh, an added benefit. Uh, but uh, next one, what is your career low round and where? I think it's eight under. Yeah, that would be at eight under at St. Charles in the uh, the junior this year. Actually, I think mm-hmm. I tied my low round. Wow. That's pretty good. I heard, uh, I think I read that you were flirting with the course record. I guess I didn't know at the time, but I think I was close to it. I still don't know what it was. I'm sure it was lower than 60, 64, but but still, you know, to get, to get close to it, I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. No complaints there. That's uh especially in the, you know, like the, a tournament like that. 
at St. Charles. Those greens are fast. Oh, they were. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah, it looks like uh, things are coming along there with their McKenzie restoration. Uh, hopefully that'll be playable by the end of this year. Not that there's a good chance in heck that we'll be out there, but it looks like uh, there's some, some, some fairways growing and some greens regrowing. Um, so wildcard question I got here for Braxton. Um, you know, you must, uh, you have any, you, well, I don't even know what the question is, but uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you talk about practice, but you must be doing like a fitness. Are you getting into your fitness doing, you work with a trainer, do you work with a nutritionist or you're just kind of going by the, going by the, the flow here? Oh man, thanks for reminding me. I should probably go do a workout after this. <laughs> I, since I got home, since I got home from university, I went from doing like five workouts a week to zero and it's been starting to show. So I've been, I've been slacking off a little bit this summer, but I'm going to try and get back into it. Well, don't say that. I think uh, Coach Coach Schillings, he he, uh, he listens to this. Yeah, big fan. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, big fan of the pod. Big fan. All right, Coach. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been working on it every day. I'm in great shape. <laughs> and then this this kind of relates to uh, this question a little bit. But uh, do you do you get to experience any of the uh, Louisiana cuisine when you're down there? The crawfish, the uh, pecan pie, alligator. <laughs> pretty much all of it yeah really i mean it's it's school cafeteria so it's you know it's not high end but i was able to go it a couple times to like a you know like a louisiana restaurant and it's it's pretty good it's it's a lot of calories so i gained right. quite a bit of weight but it's, <laughs> it's good food can't complain about that hit the That's gym and great. it all comes off just like that especially <laughs> at your yeah, age I wish. <laughs> Sweat out that Cajun um, spice. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember I, I didn't step on a scale for like two or three months after I got down there. And then I finally got on one. I'm like, Whoa, that was, that was fast. Packed on like 15 pounds in two or three months. Wow. It's just coming on like nothing. <laughs> Muscle mass. Just so many workouts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I, good. I that's good that you're adventurous in your, uh, your diet as well. And not just trying to, you know, eat, uh, pizza pops and macaroni and cheese as some people would do. But oh, we got to get down to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You ever get over to New York, New Orleans, New Orleans? I didn't. I actually didn't spend too much time uh, in the city this year. I really the only time I was in the city was when I was going to the airport just to fly, fly, you know, back and forth. But uh, there was a couple, uh, you know, famous cafes that had locations in the airport, so I tried some of those out. Those are kind of like the you know hot tourist attractions in New Orleans. So. Perfect. Had some New Orleans French roast coffee and a couple beignets, and it was great. Bought some T-shirts and some magnets for the for the family, and uh, <laughs> brought them home. Oh, no, none of the tourist stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess this relates. Our flagship question: the back nine lightning round. What is your favorite condiment? Oh, ketchup, hundred percent. Ketchup. Quick on the draw with the ketchup. 
Are you slapping that on, yep. on everything? Pretty much eggs, mac and cheese, fries, pretty, pretty much everything. Yep. Like shrimp it. tacos, shrimp pie, fried shrimp, deep fried shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mike's try Scottish, by the way. Have you ever seen the movie <laughs> Forrest Gump? I have. That's good. Yeah, phenomenal. It's a great movie. I should I should watch that again. Uh, well, that that wraps my my questions, Jr. That's it. That's the back nine lightning round, and it is for Bryce Malachowski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at two zero four five one five. 3446. We also have all of his info in our show notes. And yeah, he'll help you with compound interest. He'll help you with tax. He'll help you with smashing the golf ball. And uh, Braxton, now we know from just what we've heard, you don't need any help with smashing the golf ball. And again, like we said earlier, um, we're going to hook you up with a eight inch custom cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park and the food court, DQ Niverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. And we wish you nothing but the best this week, nothing but the best uh, collegiately. And we're really looking forward to uh, seeing what uh, you're going to do with uh, the rest of your career because I know there's a lot of people uh, in this province who are really behind you and are really proud of what you've done and just how you've represented yourself on, whether it be the national scale, provincial level, and uh, even collegiately in the States. And yeah, we're hoping, fingers crossed, that uh, you have a good week here at the Manitoba Open. So we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, coming on the show, and uh, have yourself a, uh, a wonderful week. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks again, guys. You know, it's, it's really, really an honor to be on a show like this, and I appreciate all the support you guys have given me. So, yeah, it's been great. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. A hidden gem no more. Enjoy one of the top stay-and-play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you've putted out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you, and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now, or click on the link in our pod show notes. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. 
Go see them today for tasty treats. <laughs>